Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas, joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And Brian, it is Eagles week. I see you have yeah. your Eagles pennant behind you. Uh, everybody knows that uh, your Eagles loyal. That's what all the viewers are, are accusing <laughs> you of with your, your Eagles pennant back there. You're the John Smoltz of uh, of Cowboys coverage. Just rooting for the other team, I guess, Brian. How about that? If uh, if they would notice, maybe next time uh, behind you me, my Cowboys higher than the my other. Cowboys pennant is higher. Yep. My Eagles pennant is straight across. And then my Packers pennant's the one that's going down. So all three places that I've been, I need to get my Jacksonville pennant in there somewhere. But you do uh, have the Raiders too. The the one week I you do. spent with the Raiders is up there too. So that's uh, good. Bobby, I was so uh <laughs> I thought I was gonna be great at the Raiders. I would have probably been fired by Mr. Davis by now. Hey, hey, you you'd be right there with uh Josh McDaniels and everybody else that keeps getting that? pushed out the door Gosh, at Oakland or with the Raiders, not Oakland Man. anymore. Yeah. How about how about spending like sixty million dollars on coaches you don't have anymore? Yeah, that's, that's a crazy. that's a rough spot to be in. That, you that, know what's that, sad, Bobby, about that whole thing too? I'm sorry, I was I'm an interrupting guy. No, 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 go ahead. Mick Lombardi, uh, who the OC who got let go, Mike yep. Lombardi's son. I used to babysit the kid. Did you? Yeah. I babysit. Matter of fact, uh, I gave a, we were all in Philadelphia. Real quick story. Yeah. Mike, uh, Mike's got two kids, Mick and Matt, both work for the Raiders, by the way. Matt, Matt's still, uh, still on with the Raiders. Mick, because he's the OC, they, you know, probably moved on for that reason. But anyway, uh, I had to babysit him one time. We were in Philadelphia and uh, I fed him Frito pies. I made Frito <laughs> chili Frito pies, which is like a, a Texas, delicacy of yeah of fritos in a bag with chili cheese and onions and these 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 they were kids they were like little little kids <laughs> and i'm and so you know mike and millie come back to the back to my place and they're like oh how are the kids oh they're, oh, they're great and like mickey or matt goes oh yeah he gave us chili with fritos it was so <laughs> and i'm like and millie looks at me like what are you doing to my kids? It's good stuff, uh, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to educate him. But if you've never had a Frito pie, I highly suggest that you find a way to get it. It's a very simple recipe. Take your favorite chili, put it in a Frito bag, you know, put chili, cheese, onions, all in a bag, mix it up, man. You talk about a meal that 
we'll put some uh we'll put some weight on you for these cold uh these cold winter days and nights <laughs> some hibernation were, pounds yeah, hibernation stuff for sure yeah no it's uh it, it, it is it is good stuff to be sure it's uh yeah. it's one of the the delicacies that uh my wife happens to make uh now yeah. brian you you talked about there that uh you know the raiders all that they're spending on coaches that aren't sure. there uh we we just GM finished too. the it, well well before we get to the the trade deadline specifically mm-hmm. i i'm curious i saw a list of names of potential coach replacements and and it made dan me start quinn thinking was on that list wasn't dan he? quinn was on the list for the raiders yeah. Yeah. uh and, and you know the raiders are currently looking for a new gm as well and not that will mcclay would ever you know jump to the raiders i don't know that he'd do something like that but do you think that there's an opportunity this offseason or do you think that one of Absolutely. these teams this offseason would start saying, yeah. hey, let's get that pair. Let's go make the hire. of Let's get Will McClay yeah. as GM and Dan Quinn as our head coach. I, I will say this, Bobby. I know there is a great deal of respect between Will McClay and Dan Quinn. And I think one of the reasons why that if it ever were to happen, and I'm, I'm just, this is total... This is total, uh, just throwing conjecture. it out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. is it conjecture? Is that how you say yeah, it? I, yeah. I was looking for a word, and I'm not smart enough to say <laughs> conjecture, but that's what it is. Um, you know, if something were to happen where they moved on from Mike McCarthy, Mike is doing a fine job. You know, calling the plays. The teams five and two need to find a way to win against Philadelphia this week. But if they were to add Dan Quinn, if he were to become the head coach, I think that would be a very popular hire among the player personnel guys. Mm -hmm. I think Dan Quinn is one of those guys. And and Mike, you know, Mike has never had to really do personnel stuff. I I worked in Green Bay. You know, I I worked at this team, you know, and it was the player personnel, general manager, you know, Ted Thompson at the time, the scouts that they had, the John Dorseys, the, the, the Scott McClure, all those guys that they had, John Snyder, all those guys that they had, you know, they did a great job with personnel. And Mike did a really nice job with the team. And, you know, Mike never had to really be involved in personnel. And, you know, he, and the head coach is asked to be involved with personnel. Uh, that's, you know, yeah. my years of working in the scouting department, the coaches have an opinion. They have a big opinion. They, they you know, Bill Parcells chose to push it his agenda the way he wanted to. Dave Campo chose not to. But if you're the head coach, you have the opportunity. Chan Gailey, go all the way back to Chan Gailey and his influence in them not taking Randy Moss. Mm -hmm. So the thing that Dan Quinn, I think, embraces maybe more than Mike McCarthy, and and this is just an observation. Dan Quinn is willing to roll up his sleeves and go out there and scout and find players and do workouts. He'll and, grind with them. You know, he and, and the scouts, I think they really appreciate that ability for a coach to come out there and 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 put in put in the time, put in the legwork to do to do what's you know necessary to to evaluate the players. You know, and that's you look at how some of the drafting has been and some of the Maybe players in certain rounds it's been some defensive guys. I'm not, you know, I can't give you the exact balance of everything, but it seems like if they're kind of borderline on maybe a couple of guys, it seems like they go a defensive player. It's because yeah. they got a coach that they got a defensive coordinator that is a very much a hands-on, get in the field, get dirty, get it going. And I 
Bobby, you have you have people like myself that are uh, you have people that you talk to that are personnel and all that, and you know, and personnel at other teams and stuff like that, and they'll and they'll tell you, they'll tell you that Dan Quinn is very popular among the the sky, and he was a popular guy in Atlanta, you know, Seattle yeah. places he bent because these scouts kind of like man, old DQ, he'll he'll go out there and get it done with you. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's a respect for the work that he puts in with them. And like I say, you, you mentioned the respect between McClay and Quinn, not necessarily yes. that a team would be able to woo the two of them away, but I do wonder if you'll start seeing more of these teams that have both positions open head coach and general manager. If somebody says, yeah. Hey, let's go, let's go hunt a, a duo here. Let's go get a package together. Boy, I think you're onto something. And But the thing that, that I know about Will McClay. He loves working for Jerry Jones. He wants to desperately bring him a championship. Yeah. He desperately does. And he really appreciates Steven and the the latitude that they give him. Um, they he appreciates the fact that they get to he gets to run his personnel staff and hire the guys he wants to and set the program how he needs to be, you know, it needs to be to be run. And he does a, a tremendous job with that. And uh but there's going to be a day where Will McClay is going to want to go run his own team. He will never be the general manager for the Dallas Cowboys in title. Now, yeah. unless Stephen Jones, you know, say Stephen, um, Stephen takes over the team and he wants to name Will the general manager to keep him in place. Sure. Well, here you go. That's the route. But, you know, there, there could be a day where Will McClay – and Will has a son that's uh, – and it's very similar to like my situation was back in the day where you you have to stay because you're separated or you're divorced and you're co-parenting. Yeah. And you can't leave. You can't – you know, Will is from Houston. The, the Texan job came open. You know, that would have been a great fit for Will McClay. Very simple travel between Houston and Dallas. Not a yeah. problem at all. You know, and Will said, no, I'm good. But Will does a lot of things because of his family and the and what is his um, ties to his son. Had the same thing. I remember when, when Bennett was born and I had opportunities to go other places and I just couldn't go because I needed to be here because at the time my wife, Kathy, and I were, you know, divorced and she was traveling. I had to be here. You know, there had to be that co-parenting. And I, I think that Will – Will's going through that right now, but he has a great situation in Dallas. But but to your point, a combination package of Will McClay and Dan Quinn would be very inviting to a team like the Raiders who are looking for uh, the pair that way. Something just to monitor on that front. Now, yeah. now when you talk about enticing packages or going, you know, you know, for team building purposes and things like that, uh, of course, it was the NFL trade deadline this week. The Cowboys ultimately don't make a move, not totally unexpected. But what's a little disappointing, I think, is when you look at these six teams in the NFC that are currently in the playoffs along with the Cowboys, uh, all six of those teams over the last week or so made a play to acquire, like, like made a trade to acquire a player. The 49ers go out and get Chase Young. 
Uh, Philadelphia gets Kevin Byard. Um, you know, Atlanta goes and, and trades for Contavious Street. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones gets traded to the Lions. Uh, Josh Dobbs gets traded to Minnesota. Um, and so each team out there made a move for a player. And the Cowboys were the only playoff contender in the NFC who, you know, sat tight. And if you look at even across the entire landscape of teams that are contenders, Buffalo goes and gets Rasul Douglas. Uh, Kansas City goes back and gets McCole Hardman. Um, and so all these teams make deals except for Dallas. And I know leading up to the deadline, Brian, that was something that was a frustrating likelihood to you was that they probably weren't going to make a move. And ultimately, that's what they did. They sat tight. And uh, I'm guessing you think that was probably a mistake. Oh, the last time they cared about what I said was in 2005. <laughs> You know, when I was sitting there with with Bill Parcells and that crew Um, right now. um, Yeah, I I would have liked them to done something. I think they're. But there's a couple of things, too, and I'm not crawfishing or walking this back. But the more you think about things with the Cowboys, the one thing that Will McClay does not want to do is go get a player that the head coach doesn't want. Yeah. You know. And what you do as a personnel guy, and Bill Parcells and I used to have meetings like this all the time. We used to talk. He'd he'd come down to pro scouting and poke poke his head in the door, and he's like, hey, what are you working on? And I would tell him kind of what I had plans, what I was trying to do, and we would discuss, you know, the waiver wire, who was on it, do we need to go get this guy? And, you know, my job was to try and help him the best I could, you know, Larry Lacewell, Myself, anybody that could, you know, that was in the building at the time. Um, but you always asked, Coach, hey, how do you, how do we help you today? What, what can we do for you today? And Bill was very open to bringing players in and shuffling them on and off the roster. Mike McCarthy was, you know, in with the media the other day, and it was these, I think it was post trade deadline, so it was probably what Wednesday. Yeah, and Mike is. Uh, says I love my team. I love my roster. You know, and now you're now you're going, okay. And there's reasons why when you ask a coach, hey, what can I do to help you? Don't do anything. You know, don't do it's it's very similar to a race car driver that is uh, you know, is doing really well in the race and he stops for the pits and you say, Hey, how can I help you? How can I help you in this race? Stay out of my way. Just, yeah, just fill up fill it up and put four four new tires on it. That's all I need. You know, and so you're like, okay, but you know damn good and well there's something you could do. You could add wedge, you could take wedge out, you had a bump stop, you could, I mean, there's all these things you could do to help the race car. But the driver says, don't touch it. Don't touch the car. Just put gas in it and put four tires on it. And I think that's maybe what Mike McCarthy has done. You know, I think that maybe, I think there were some things that the, the Cowboys looked into. And Bobby, I know there was you and I were working together on several things. Probably shouldn't go into some of the things we were hearing, <laughs> but I, I know that I was hearing. And now this is just me, Bobby. This is just me talking. I I heard mixed things on Derrick Henry. I, yeah. I heard mixed things. I heard absolutely not, and hey, we might be making a call, kind of a thing. Yeah. And from two really, really good sources. And yep. so sometimes when you're when you're caught like that, I usually can get somebody to say, Yeah, we're doing that. And yeah, we're doing that. 
and another guy say, yeah, they're, they're going to do that. When, when that's the case, you feel like, well, I, I feel with some certainty that this is going to happen. And I got kind of vague on Twitter and people were like, why, why are you, what are you doing? Don't, you know, but I didn't feel comfortable enough talking about it. Yeah. And I, and I, I think that, the, I think the Cowboys, and I don't know if that was your experience. I, I think maybe you I, had I, the I same think, experience. I think it was very, I think it was very similar to the way things were discussed about Odell Beckham, where you couldn't yeah. get a straight answer. And I think yeah. that just reflected the conflict that they had about Odell Beckham and potentially about right. Derrick Henry, that there yeah. were some people within the organization who thought, yeah, we like Derrick Henry. And then some others who thought we really don't need him. And so I think that that just represents the disconnect that exists sometimes on on certain players it existed with Odell Beckham Jr. and I think there's a right. chance that existed on Derrick Henry as well. I just I could not I could not pin anybody down to say yes we're doing this and or no and 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 I mentioned two very 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 good sources for me that you know guys that that generally don't lie don't have any reason to lie you know they appreciate the fact I've been in the scouting world. You know, but they, I asked him about Derek Kane. One guy says, no, absolutely not. Not going to happen. And then someone else is like, well, we might be making a call for this. You know, and you're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And you can't report that. At the time, you can't report that. You you know, you're you're just, there's not anything, anything, you know, confirming. What are you going to say? Yeah, Dallas is looking at Derek Henry. And then, <laughs> oh, wait, no, Derek Henry, Dallas is not looking. What are you going to say? Right. And, you know, I'm trying to – my whole thing, Bobby, I think you and I were doing this show, we always try to be really honest and forthright to our listeners. We, we take this serious. Yeah. You know, we take this serious whether we're talking about trades, we're talking about scheme, we're talking about you know, thing, anything to do with the team. And I just couldn't with good conscience be able to report anything about Derrick Henry at all. And I don't – you know, I found out, you know, the, the cornerback from the Bears – Jalen you know, Johnson. Johnson. And who did not got, get moved. Yeah, I got really good sources say, and I wanted to know what it was. What what was the asking price? And I kept hearing day two pick. Day two pick or day two picks is what I was hearing. And because I was thinking initially that was probably going to be a one. Somebody was trying to maybe hold them up for a one, or the Bears were going to hold them up for a one. And maybe that's what happened. But to a man and a lady that I was dealing with, it was always a day two pick or day two picks. And, you know, Dallas had made a commitment to, you know, already moving picks when they moved the pick for Scott, the corner yep. they drafted out of uh, Southern Miss. Lance. They moved another pick for, Cooks. Yeah, for Lance Cooks for uh, Gilmore. Yeah. They've moved picks. And it, you know, maybe in a maybe in another time, this was going to be something that they would have done. You know, maybe if it was something another, if they had those picks at their disposal. But, but I also look back and say, I've been with coaches that say, "Don't touch the car. We're fine." Yeah, and I wonder if Will McClay got into that. Where Will was like, "Listen, we've got some names. Don't touch the car." So it's an interesting spot to be in, especially yeah. with Jerry Jones, you know, in recent weeks saying, I don't know how we stack up against Philly. I'll, I'll tell you what's interesting. Do you think their approach to the deadline is any different? We're about to jump into the Eagles. Do you think their approach yeah. to the deadline is any different if they get to play the game against the Eagles before the deadline rather than have the deadline fall right before the Eagles game? Like if they lose this game to the Eagles, do you think that impacts the way they approach the deadline if they get no, that chance after? I don't think so. I don't think so. 
Do you think the Do you think the loss to Washington a few years ago solidified the Amari Cooper trade? I think that was. I think they realized that receiver by committee was not going to work. Yeah, you know that they 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 thought they thought that they could throw four wide receivers of all the same talent, and it was going to work. And And it it didn't. It didn't work. And they knew. And that's when Jerry had to pick up the phone. And that's when Jerry had to give a one because in he was he 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 needed to get a deal done. Amari Cooper was the right trade. We've talked about that. Yeah, he was a good player. Really good player. Yeah. Yeah. He he absolutely impacted the team in a positive way. And I think he was absolutely worth a first round pick. 